0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it.
1: Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
2: eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, soul and
0: logo is checked by experts with ebay authenticity guarantee you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach
1: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for terms
0: at&t connects an ode
3: to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream
0: AT&T. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island.
1: Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place.
2: In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore.
1: The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
4: Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven,
0: an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, Suck Army? We are back for an all new end of the year episode for Help I Suck at Dating. We are so happy to have you here. Uh so happy to be here speaking to you with you guys, to you guys whatever you want to say. Uh Jared, what's going on, man? Uh you know it's just the holiday with- season, brother. To be honest, you love being honest. We're recording this before Christmas. I can't ask you how your Christmas went. But Jared, how do you think your Christmas is gonna go? Let's go ahead and, and maybe like peer into the future a little bit. And how do you think it's gonna go?
2: Hopefully, well and healthy. Uh it's a different Christmas. Everybody's experiencing this, man. We're you know, the family. Usually we get together with, you know, a bunch of different people on Christmas. We go to my cousins for Christmas Eve, and usually there's like 10 to 15 people there. And then Christmas Day will come and my grandfather will come over, my parents, my sister, my brother-in-law. And then Christmas night, my cousins will come over. So we see usually, you know, 20 to 30 people throughout the two days. And then unfortunately, we're just not doing that this year. So we are going to get together uh, a very small group. It's just going to be my parents, uh, me, Ashley, and my sister. My brother-in-law is actually in the Coast Guard and he's serving overseas right now. Um, so he just left a few weeks ago, so he's not going to be back till next November. So it's just going to be a small dinner, the five of us, but everybody's going through right now. Quarantine, Christmas, your, uh, quarantine birthdays all around.
0: Did your brother get the vaccine?
2: No. Um, so my dad is actually getting the vaccine soon because he uh, works uh, in the correctional facility. And so mm. he's actually getting vaccinated, I think in like 45 minutes. Um, oh, wow. Which is insane. So Ashley's dad is a doctor down in Virginia. He's an anesthesiologist, and he's in his 60s. So he was uh, one of the first to get um, vaccinated. He got vaccinated last week. And, uh, you know, he feels fine. And uh, he gets his second dose in a couple weeks, and then my dad gets vaccinated tonight. They both got the Pfizer one, uh, not the Moderna one. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think that, like, here we go. We have a COVID vaccine, and it's being distributed, and people are getting uh, vaccinated. It's been—it's just been a surreal, surreal ten months, and certainly, you know, social distancing and mask wearing isn't going to be over for quite some time. But in terms of Christmas, uh, that's our plans right now. What about you, man?
0: Well, let me check my Pfizer stock real quick. Now that we're on the topic, well, uh, it's
2: our—it's too late for that. You should have bought see. into that by April, May. You would have made some it's nice. It's down
0: since I first bought it. That's kind of a bummer. Um, well, that's good that they're getting their. Uh, their vaccines it's i mean i don't know i i haven't been following too closely but i guess there's like a new strand or something that's coming out too i mean they're saying
2: there's the new strand over in the uk i mean what are we going to do like at this point we're just everybody's trying to do the best we can we don't know if it's going to affect the vaccine or not uh it's still up in the air how contagious this new strain is what the new strain is is it you know is the vaccine not going to you know work against it It's just exhausting for everybody out there. So hopefully, dude, we just get out of this sooner rather than later and we can all... I was thinking about it the other day because I was at the grocery store and, you know, I'm still super nervous to just be within a few feet of anyone. So walking past people on aisles, I'm like trying to turn the other way, keep my distance. And I'm like, man, this is not the way life is supposed to be. It's so mentally draining. And for everybody out there, just constantly being on and constantly trying to just be aware of your surroundings and truthfully, for me, like being scared of everybody, you know, I'm scared to come within a few feet of anybody, even if they're wearing masks. It's like, damn, this is depressing.
0: Yeah, you are a bit of a hypochondriac, though, I, I mean, feel maybe like. Maybe a
2: little bit. Just a, just just a, a tiny, tiny bit. bit. But you know what? It, it, I mean, back in March and April, everybody was on my side when I was like, you know, wash down the groceries. Let's not converse with anybody. You know,
0: things have changed since, obviously. I watched this. Uh, I saw this TikTok today that was like, what was something that you were doing pre-COVID that you can't even imagine doing now? And this girl was like, think about how we, when we used to go bowling, we would stick our fingers in these little holes and we would, multiple times, that uh, everyone else was touching. Mm-hmm. And then we would eat these this finger food and just like suck on our fingers, you know, like the, the chicken wings and all that kind of stuff. Imagine doing that now. Like, that's, yeah, that's obvious. Disgusting. It's, Dude, I went bowling disgusting Japan It's even crazier now.
2: I went bowling in January, so I went bowling when COVID was in the states.
0: That's pretty. I mean, I it, mean it's it's one of those it time, it's, obviously. Right, it's one of those things that's already disgusting, and you don't think about how disgusting it is, and then you, you know you. You kind of have some hindsight But I'm the type on, of guy, but...
2: I always brought sanitizer with me. Or I would, if like my thing, I was aware, you know? So if my fingers had been in a bowling ball, I would make sure I washed my hands before I ate something. Which means I was the guy who would go to the bathroom like five or six times throughout the night. Not because I had to take a piss, but because I just needed to wash my hands. Because like you said, I'm a hypochondriac. But you know what? How's your Christmas?
0: Well, Kalen and I are actually going to go get tested here pretty soon uh, because we are going to be getting on an airplane and flying to Bozeman, Montana to see my brother, Nice. Uh, My brother, both my brothers are going to be there and my sister. Uh, and we don't really get many opportunities to all get together. And just kind of with, uh, I don't know why or how, but this year uh, everyone is around. And mm-hmm. I guess we have the ability to all get to the same location, which is Bozeman, Montana. Uh, and so we're going to take that opportunity to kind of see each other. But yeah, like I said, we're going to get tested before we leave just to make sure everything checks out. Yeah, it makes Um, sense.
2: I got tested, I mean, I haven't flown in a while, but I I got tested on Sunday just for, I mean, it's free, and you know, if I'm gonna be around even like a couple people, it's like for peace of mind, I'd rather know.
0: Yeah, it's like the worst part about it is just waiting in line, which is not even that bad, (laughs) depending on where you go.
2: I don't know if that would be the worst part. The worst part is when it goes all the way up to your brain. I'd say that's, you know, not the best.
0: I got, I got tested once, uh, and, I think I had like too many boogers in my nose or something well, because if they like shoved the burger, boogers further up my nose and it was like, cause it was maybe my third time getting tested. The second time getting tested first time was fine. You know, like it's uncomfortable, but like whatever it was a clean swab up into the brain. But the second time they like shoved all my boogers up even further up into my nose. It was the worst possible experience. Um,
2: when I went this last time, the, the doctor was like, do you want to self administer? And I was like, No, (laughs) I I was like, if I I I do it, like I'm going to barely go up in the nose before my nose hairs start tickling. Just do it, shove it up there. And then I'm such a drama queen, like I cough, so I have to keep my mask on because it's just involuntary, obviously. So when it goes all the way up to the back of my nose, I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's a 0% chance I could self administer. I got I broke my nose once when I was in high school and they put these like big plastic stints up in my nose. And then, I don't know if you ever broke your nose, but when they, then when they pull them out, it's, like, the most insane feeling. Like, they feel like, it literally feels like they're excavating your brain through your nose. Uh, and so, ever since then, I've kind of, like, I I, I don't know. You can kind yeah, of like just put up with it, I guess. Intense. But All
2: right, enough nose talking. What would you get? Sure. Did, are you done Christmas shopping? You got anything else? Did you get Caitlin a gift?
0: Um. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm not getting anyone else any gifts. I, I think... I've, I've got my brothers and sister gifts so many times, and they always just seem so ungrateful. Uh, I know, I'm know i sure that they're not ungrateful, but I just they don't really ever seem very excited about the things that I get them, so I'm just kind of giving up uh, entirely Do they get you, on that.
2: Are they annoyed because they don't get anything in return? I've been yelled at numerous times throughout my adulthood because I'll get my cousin's gifts without telling them that I'm getting them something, and then they get pissed off at me because I gave them a the gift, and they didn't give me a gift because they didn't think we were exchanging. So even though I'm the gift giver, I end up being the asshole in the case.
0: Yeah, that's – I don't know if they – they've never uh, verbally expressed it, but uh, they seem pretty content with the idea of me getting them something and them not giving me anything back in return. But also it's like what? Like I don't need them to get me anything. What are they going to give me that I don't already – like same with Kalen. It's like Kalen can't really get me anything because I already have everything I already want for the most part minus like a a muscle car or something like that. I don't don't know. Oh, so you get get a muscle
2: car for Christmas. That's nice.
0: It would be nice. Yeah. What are you going to get?
2: I don't know. So – Ash and I talked about how we don't want to exchange too much. Too um, much. It is funny when you think about buying gifts for people as adults, because you know what the best gift of all is keeping your money. Um, so that's like, uh, you know, cousins and and brothers and sisters. Like I'm gonna get you little knickknacks and stuff like that, but nothing too big. But Ash and I talked about uh, what we're gonna get each other and how much we're gonna spend on each other. And so she got me two things, and she said she didn't spend more than a couple hundred dollars. So I'm not spending more than a couple hundred dollars. And I got her like some small, fun, thoughtful gifts, but I feel like I just I always underwhelm with gifts. You know, what'd you get her? You can tell
0: us because this doesn't air until after Christmas.
2: And she definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. I got her like so I got her a Harry Styles candle, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was a cute gift because she's obsessed with Harry Styles. And I figured you know I'd give her a candle with the picture of a beautiful man on there to show my you know security within this relationship and as a man even though I, I feel quite inferior to Harry Styles, obviously. Uh, what else? Did, oh, I got her a uh, a shirt with uh, young Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Wahlberg on there because she's obsessed with both men, and it's a picture of them. Uh, I forget what movie they were in together, but they were in a movie when they were, like, teenagers, so it's a picture of them very young. figured that'd be cute. Uh, I got her, so last year, I got her a, a Mickey and Minnie snow globe. And it's a really nice snow globe, and I got it personalized with our wedding date on there, August eleventh, two 2019. And, of course, what happened a few months later? She broke it. It was accidental. Hmm. She was dusting off the top of the, the counter. It fell down, shattered it everywhere. So I ended up going back to the same store, getting this same snow globe, but instead of getting just inscribed... Our wedding day, I saw a mug in there that says, You are my favorite person. And I was like, Huh, I don't want to get her a mug, but I really like that. So on the Mickey and Minnie snow globe, I got it inscribed on the front saying, You are my favorite person. August 11th, 2019. Dean, don't get jealous. You're a close second. But I thought that'd be a nice gift. Uh, Then I got her, uh, you know, I got her some personal gifts after that that I'm not
0: going to talk about on the podcast. But, you know, talk about them. Why not? Why are you you keeping secrets from Suck Army?
2: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I got her lingerie. You know?
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, you know? Just, you know? It's a little gift for both her and I.
0: I was going to say, is that more of a gift for her or for you?
2: A little bit of both, you know? Keeping it spicy. you are trying to have a kid here. What kind of lingerie?
0: Give us more detail here.
2: Uh, I'm a lace-type guy. Uh, My favorite Mm. are thigh highs, uh, as we've talked about on this podcast before. But I'm a big fan of black lace with thigh highs, because there's few things better in this world than that. Uh, I'm not, like, sometimes, you know, I... I don't know. Sometimes lingerie can get like a little too much. There's like holes in different places, and and like, like little t- secret trap doors. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't need all this. <laughs> like,
0: you like the basic lingerie, then? But yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But a basic good black lace with thigh highs is is m- m- my favorite. motto m- bene. What was that? Molto bene. Isn't that very good in Italian? I don't know. I don't speak Italian. I went
0: there once. Well, that's that's nice, man. I'm sure she's going to love it. I hope she got you some lingerie, too, so you guys can wear your lingerie together.
2: You know, when I did uh, Chippendales, she bought me a uh, pair of boxers with, like, a bow tie in the front. So, it made it look like a tuxedo uh, on where, you know, the, the, the man parts are. So, that was nice. So, I, I have yet and to have you And
0: have you ever oh, – I was going to say, so you have not worn them for They're her
2: quite yet. uncomfortable. They're very tight because they're meant to, you know, really – Emphasize that part of the body to make it like you know look maybe a little bit bigger than it actually is TMI but mm. whatever. Uh, so they're really not the most comfortable boxers. I wouldn't say they're me undies, but uh, I did try them once, but it was like it was too laughable. Couldn't get in the mood, you know. You're like I, this. I just feel like a joke.
0: What do you mean too laughable? Well, because like
2: it's different when a girl dresses up that's sexy. When a guy dresses up, it's from I don't know. Maybe it's just because i'm attracted to women but like when i when like i put boxers on like that or like a bow tie i'm like i look like a jackass like nobody's sexually aroused by me wearing this
0: eh, i mean hey i Have mean you, ever dressed you, up? you know no i've never dressed up i okay. would never I, I would never do that but listen like you said different strokes for different folks some people hey, are I'm into married, that kind of know? thing sounds once, like you are into it
2: once you once you're married you'll you'll get used to it we're trying to have a baby, you know. We're trying to figure out different different ways to
0: keep. I the thought spice you knew alive. that I was already married. Wait, 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 wait. Back up a second. I know you guys are. I know Ashley is quote unquote off the pill per her Instagram post. Um, but our what's the update on the baby situation? Are you guys still trying to have a baby? What's going on?
2: Uh yeah. Uh, so we're trying. We're actively trying. We're a couple months in. Um. Yeah, it's so funny when you know you're you're trying to have a kid and like every month it's like, all right, we're like, is there a baby in there? Is is this the month? Um, and like, I don't know. I guess you're never ready for to have kids. I feel like I'm ready to be a father. I feel like Ashley's ready to be a mom. Uh, I want to have kids, but it's crazy. I, I always get you know when she's like, okay, I'm taking the test today. It's like, oh Jesus, are we ready for this? Is this actually happen? Are we
0: are we gonna have bad parents? How does this work? Do you keep track of like the ovulation cycle? So you, She does. Know, she has like, like the, the
2: Ava bracelet. She's got apps and books. She's, you know, one of the best traits of Ashley is that when she does something, she does it 110 percent, no matter what it is in life. Uh, and uh, trying to have kids is no different. She's 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 really good about it. It's not like, all right, let's just do it and see what happens. She's like, we need to do it on this day, on this hour. This is my peak. So we need to, you know, two days before, two days afterwards. And then, you know, I drink this or do that or eat that. And she's like, got it down to a science.
0: Are you doing anything specific to help uh, increase your chances? Yeah, that's a negative. You
2: know, sometimes I, uh, uh, um, you know, after she's pregnant, that's when my big, you know, I'll be the supportive, the supportive guy. Now, like, what am right. I going to do? I just, I need to, like, you know, I literally have, like, 45 seconds of work into this. That's all I have to do. It's so funny because she's, we talk about it, and she's like, you know, all the pressure's on you because you need to, you know, deliver in the moment just to, you know, because, well, like, let's be honest. If if they're married, <laughs> 45 seconds. Listen, the reason I bring up 45 seconds, here we go. So if you're married or if you've been with someone for quite some, quite a while, you know it's it's you know it's not like every five minutes you guys can just make love and it's as easy as possible and especially when you're trying to have kids sometimes it's like okay we need to have sex now and you're like oh, like i just we just had a big prime rib and i just had a, <laughs> like a brownie and i am not in the mood so you just need to like be like all right well just get in the mood because this is like her prime And so let's do it. And so sometimes it's, you know, I don't want to call it work because it's great. But, like, sometimes you want to, like, get it done as quickly as possible. So it's like, you know. It's a a numbers
0: game at this point. You guys are just trying to play the odds.
2: Exactly. You know, we're just throwing as much as we can against the wall. And just hopefully one of them sticks. Uh, So that was a bad choice of words right there within the context of the conversation. But you know so sometimes it's like all right let's jared come on now like you can do this like focus you got you know you can get this in your prime it took you like 15 seconds you know you can just channel that energy
0: <laughs> i think that there are things that men can do to increase their sperm count like i know for a, well not for a fact but i remember uh like cowboys have a higher sperm count because they don't wear boxers like the 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 folder the further away from your body you can keep the uh you know the the, the thing where the the semen are stored uh because he kills them and so if they're like not hugged up against your body they mm-hmm. they, they they perform better i guess but so that's all what, stuff that i'm sure you already know
2: yes but that makes me nervous and do you have you always worn boxer briefs
0: no i hate i hate boxers so i don't wear boxers
2: so you're at your commando right
0: i'm a command i'm a cowboy yep yeah.
2: so what do you do when you have jeans on
0: just 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 grit my teeth and get through it
2: that's terrible that seems so <laughs> painful
0: that's why you're hard-pressed to find me uh, wearing a pair of jeans, I think is why. Um, but, Jared, <laughs> listen, man. Good luck. I think it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen, right? Like, that's all we can really say. And, and I and, mean, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's in really God's really hands different. now. Hey, and you and you want to know what? I want to say something. I appreciate you being so open and forthright about this, too. I know it's a sensitive topic. I know sometimes it can be hard to talk about, but I, I just appreciate your forthrightness there. So, uh, well, I appreciate we have a that. Special Maybe like
2: – Maybe like three or four years ago, I would have been more uh, close to the chest about it. But now that I've married Ashley and she just puts everything out there, I, I've I've become more and more like her as we've uh, been together longer and longer. Where I'm just like, screw it. Let's just talk about it.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We have a great guest coming up for you guys. Uh, his name is Garrett Mercantile. He is from 12 Dates of Christmas airing on hbo max uh he is one of the three leads of the show and we're excited to hear from him and jump into a little bit more about the show because there is some uh some similarities to the bachelor there's some nuances that we're familiar with and some that we aren't with uh familiar with so we're gonna take one quick break and then we're gonna jump right into speaking with garrett so stay tuned for that True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes.
2: Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first time dog owners report
0: That having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives we have adopted two dogs first was pappy and the second was alistair and i gotta tell you i didn't know i could love such a little creature so much with pappy he just stole our hearts right away he was so attached to us and even with alistair we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that just a few
1: days after
0: they bring so much light into our lives after we lost pappy i was kaylen and i agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives and not even a week later we we couldn't stand it anymore there's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives and and whenever we're on a trip all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing alistair so i i love adoption i think adopting dogs is the way to go they are so grateful for it they definitely love you harder because they know what you
1: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
5: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back and this season we're taking on Wasp.
1: They
6: held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment.
5: After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire.
2: He was trying to brand us, so we were gonna become to the to McDonald's
5: in treatment. The worldwide association of specialty programs in schools.
0: They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way.
5: At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: We have Robin Raines, VP of Matchmaking at Three Day Rule, which is a matchmaking website. So Robin, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, so can you explain what Three Day Rule is and how it differs from traditional dating apps and websites? Because I know a lot of my friends, and even back in the day, I was always on Tinder, and now we have Bumble, and we have so many different things going on right now. It's hard to keep up with what to do and what's best. Three Day Rule is a modern matchmaking company. So we work with clients all over the US who basically come to us because they are too busy to waste time swiping and going on bad dates. So it's a lot of guys who, you know, maybe they don't have any trouble getting dates. They probably could go on dates every night of the week if they wanted to, but they get there and very often they know within five minutes that this date is not for them. And so we wanna save them a lot of that time, a lot of that frustration. So they sort of outsource their love lives to us so we can just queue up the best of the best for them. I'm sure Tori will probably sign up. I might make her (laughs) sign up. We'd love to match you. (laughs) So where can everyone find you? And also can people request for you to be their matchmaker? How does that work? Yeah, so I am one of those matchmaker of matchmakers. So I do, am one of the people that meets everybody who comes through our door. So there's a few of me on the team. So if you go to our website and sign up, it's just 3dayrule.com. Um, you create that private profile. It takes like two minutes. And then um, you will be assigned to one of the matchmaker of matchmakers on our team. And they'll schedule the meeting with you. And then if you end up deciding that this is something you want to do, she'll pair you with one of the matchmakers on our team. So again, guys, if you are interested in the matchmaking service, go to 3dayrule.com slash sporanic
4: Hey,
2: welcome back to Help, I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest who's on the line right now. You have seen him from the brand new HBO Mac series, 12 Dates of Christmas. It is Garrett Marcantel. Garrett, thanks for joining us, man. Welcome to Help, I Suck at Dating.
3: Thank you. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited to hear what questions you guys have for a gay man.
0: <laughs> uh, listen, we're excited to ask you some questions too. And I, I want to point out. So yeah. before, before we had Garrett call in uh, to join us on Help I Suck at Dating, I creeped his Instagram a little bit. And the listeners, I'm sure you can tell in his voice, but Garrett is an incredibly attractive man. Uh, and I've got a lot of questions for you for this show because I think there has been a lot of talks in the past about uh, you know, obviously very informal talks like what would happen if there was a gay bachelor or bachelorette or something mm-hmm. along those lines? And that's kind of what we have here. It sounds like right Garrett. So for the for the listeners that aren't familiar with the show uh, and even honestly for me and Jared, because I haven't seen the show yet. But can you kind of fill us in on the, the the show and how it works?
3: Definitely. OK, so you have three bachelors here. You have a straight female, straight male and a gay male. And the three of us are plucked out of our normal lives and we're sent to a magical Christmas castle that's set in Austria in the Alps. And while we're there, we have six blind dates and we don't know the structure. So all we just know is we're going to be meeting people. We didn't even know how many people we would meet. And then we had to just really go with the flow. And it was just like. Uh, a very unique reality dating show set up, I would say. And it was stunning. Everything was just Christmas.
0: So how many... Okay, so it was you, uh, a, a straight man, and a straight woman. And you guys were all looking for partners. Were there... I guess I guess the nice thing about that would be that everyone's contestants, quote-unquote, right, would be there for... It's pretty clear who they're there for. But so, so I have a question, because I think one of the reasons why... I've always kind of assumed a gay bachelor bachelorette season wouldn't work is because sometimes I feel like the contestants could develop feelings for each other.
3: Right. Well, so, so it's the gay world is very different than the straight world. I'll say that. Um, and I, I was curious too to see how this would play out. Um, and I mean, first and foremost, like I really live in this bubble in New York city where like, I mean, New York's pretty gay. (laughs) So like, you can kind of just like, have your friend group that, that you choose. And I think that's one of the great things about New York city is everyone can kind of find their bubble. Um, but going in, you're all living together in this castle. And so I I didn't know, like if at first I would arrive and I would have like six people there and then like everyone would have like all the equal amount of time to get to know each other, but it didn't really work that way. And I think that probably was best for me. Um, maybe not for the contestants, but it definitely kind of like, mitigated that uh, opportunity for those other individuals to be able to like link up if that makes sense.
2: So what made you want to go on the show?
3: Okay so I was single and I was like honestly I, I I feel like if there was a time of life to capture something like a romance on camera it's now like while I'm still young and i'm I'm a pretty adventurous type of person so mm-hmm. i i don't know anything about television and so this was kind of like one of those things that i felt if i was thrown into this then the person that i was like getting thrown into it with if if we like could do this ride together then it would probably be something that we would hold as this like special bond and we would always have it recorded and um you know and we like learned all these lessons together and so I just thought it could be like a really cool like love journey to have.
0: So, so tell us more about the journey. Cause you said you had a mansion in, in the Austrian Alps, which sounds freaking amazing. Right. So tell us a little bit more about maybe like the dates that you guys would go on or, or how you would spend your days because if you're living with everyone, right, are you spending every waking moment with each other or is it kind of like you're only spending times with them when you're on dates? How did that whole work?
3: I ha- so yeah, I had my own room. Um, so we, I mean, everyone had their own room. I think, some of the cast were sharing some of the gay cast had like female roommates. Um, but me, Chad, and Faith, um, so Chad and Faith are the other two leads, uh, we all got there like like I think it was thing uh sorry, um Valentine's Day, February 14th is when we oh, all wow. came in. So we were like super excited for love. Um and so we each had like our own corner of the top of the castle. And so the top floor of the castle had like like the bigger bedrooms. And we had these like stunning views. And then um, Faith was lucky because uh, she had a room next to Anthony. Uh, I won't say anything more than that. Um, (laughs) But all of my dates, they were uh, two floors below me. So I didn't actually get to interact with anyone unless I was on camera. So it was like, first, it was me, Faith and Chad, we got to, to know each other. And then I didn't know who was coming and when. And then once we had the first date, it was just on-camera interaction, and then I wouldn't see them again until the next opportunity that we were filming.
0: So tell us what a date, like what was a date? Would you guys go skiing? Would you go like uh, dog sled racing or?
3: Yeah, so it's like dog sledding, ski biking, snowboarding, skiing, um, snowshoeing like any type of winter activity that you can imagine that would be like a cute date setup. like this is what we did like what Corey and i we went on a date where we literally just played in the snow and just like looked down some wishing well and like made a wish i mean it's just like silly stuff but it's really cute
2: no um, but that's like the best way to get to know <laughs> someone you know, to like relate it to bachelor. Sometimes when people go on dates, they do these activities and while they're fun and entertaining, there's not really a way to get to know someone or talk to them or get to know them better. So like a date playing in the snow, I feel like is the best way to just to chill and talk to someone. I don't know. Yeah.
3: It's it's hard because like, okay, so you have, you have things you have to capture on camera, but then you also really want to get to know the person. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like, the the I, I think my favorite dates were probably the ones where it's like you know just me and Jose we were snowshoeing we were walking in the snow and talking and getting to know each other right mm-hmm. and it's nothing where it's like super technical like where I was on a snowboarding uh, date with Dominic and I'm I'm busting my ass the entire time so I'm right. like this is just like a, a little bit more difficult but yeah I mean I, I definitely agree and and you're trying to to find those like organic moments as quick as possible. Um, and I think too, that, I mean, that's really kind of the, the piece that I think speaks, speaks more than, than the process, you know, cause you have to have those like chemistry bonds, like start to form.
2: Totally. Um, yeah. What is it about the snow that makes it so much more romantic? Yeah. There's like something about snowfall that for me personally, at least maybe it's because I grew up in the Northeast, but it's like so majestic. And it's just like, I see Christmas lights and I immediately feel like butterflies.
3: <laughs> yeah. And this place was in the Alps. So it's like just stunning. And it's it's like these, this Austrian Alp villages. So it's like all these like German inspired towns everywhere. And everyone has a cute little accent. And they're really excited because you're filming something in their town that doesn't get like a lot of like film stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was an experience for everyone.
0: I will say I've, uh, I've been to a few countries in Eastern Europe and Vienna was uh, one of my f- absolute favorites. Austria, I haven't had the chance to explore the Alps quite as much, but uh, but yeah, I've heard very good things. And I to Jared, to your question, I think the thing about snow is it's like it encourages people to like a bundle up, but then be like just be closer together. And like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you get the, like the warm, hot cocoa, the cozy fires, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. You it's get just, some uh,
2: like. You get some mar- marshmallows in there with some whipped cream, and then you drizzle some caramel on top. Mmm, dude. I'm oh, surprised
3: nice. there hasn't been a dating show that's like winter based yet. Which you honey, know, here we go. Twelve dates. Yeah, Christmas. that's what I was gonna say. It's, <laughs> we, it's it's
0: perfect timing for it too. And it's funny too that you guys filmed it in spring, and so it's finally out on HBO Max now. Is that right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we started. Yeah, we started in February. So that's what like ten months. How um, long did me, filming
2: uh, happen?
3: We were in Austria for. Uh, The leads were there for like a little over a month, I think.
2: So you Um, like just made it before quarantine.
3: Oh, yeah. No, we flew back. And I think it was like days after they shut all the borders down in Europe.
2: What was it like, just for my own curiosity, when you were on on set, you know, February and March was when everybody started getting a little nervous, like, okay, is this going to be something? Is it not going to be something? But you guys were secluded filming. Okay. Was it like producers, oh. like, freaking out? Be like, hey, we might have to cut uh, filming they, short because of corona?
3: They were very professional, and they, like, wanted to, like, keep the process true, and we didn't really know what was going on. Okay, but, however, I have a little, like, confession— I, they unplugged, like, our TVs and, like, took all the, like, equipment so you can't, like, plug it back in. Uh-huh. And I found mine and I, like, plugged it up. One <laughs> night. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like what's going on in the world? And, like, I actually saw that, that, you know, COVID had a breakout in northern Italy, which was, like, right at the point yeah. where we were at. And I was like, oh, sh-. like, this is getting really close. Yeah. Um, and so and I did ask my producer. I was like, hey like, is there a game plan in place? And they're like, we're, we're good right now. Like, I, we only have like three days left. And then it was like, we wrapped up shop right at the. T- I mean, everything got finished. Um, so we just got super lucky. And it's cool because honestly, that was, that was the last bit of like pre-COVID culture captured mm-hmm. in, 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 right. at least in my world. And so, I mean, I look at the person who I am today and look at that person. And it's like the amount of growth that all of us have gone through, the world's a different place. Um, so it's cool to have just like oh this was Garrett at this time pre COVID captured like days before it un- mm-hmm. unraveled.
0: Well, especially you because you're in New York City too, which has obviously seen quite a, a, a bit of, of the worst of it. I feel like at least in the USA. But h- yeah. how has it been watching yourself back on television? Has it been like weird for you? It's
3: weird. Okay, so it's like you go in and it's a simulation in a way where it's like okay you, you don't know what's gonna happen. You're thrown into this world that's created for you. And, you know, you're, you're going and you're, you're being open to to everyone around you, you know, opening up yourself to, to all these, like, people, cameramen and lights and everything. Just everyone hears everything, right? So you no longer have, like, uh, a private journey. Um, right. And, and so, like, that was an experience. That was this, like, weird social experiment. And then watching it again on the other side, and you're, like, you're you're seeing a lot more of like TV mm-hmm.
1: then versus
3: like what I had personally experienced. And that's a whole nother simulation in itself. <laughs> so it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm learning a lot about all of television and media throughout this whole thing. But um, I think it's important, the ultimate story that was told. Um, and, you know, it. there's a lot of questions. <laughs> so I'm like here to answer the questions because <laughs> there's a lot that went down and a lot that happened. And I think that it being the first time that this is like a gay narrative really played out on a major network, people are like, not everyone is like happy with the the full story, to be honest, yeah.
2: I was going to I ask mean, you about that because, uh, you know, a bachelor most recently has gotten flack about, you know, not being diverse enough. And so obviously Matt James. So Matt James is the bachelor coming up in January and he's the first uh, black bachelor. We also we've had a, a black I've bachelor right?
3: in New York. He Tyler.
2: is. He lives in New York.
3: Does he live with Tyler? Yeah. OK. Yeah. So I used to sell the tower uh, one Manhattan Square that they both have an apartment in.
2: Oh, mm. OK. Uh, well, is he nice?
3: <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Both of them are incredible guys. Okay, Actually, good. Before, before um, I had to let my work know like that I was leaving... Um, for like a month to film this reality show, and so mm. someone from from my work was really good friends with Tyler, and Tyler and I had like a quick sit down chat. So oh, nice. that's nice. awesome!
2: Yeah, Matt seems like a super nice guy. I'm excited to meet him. Ashley, my wife, met him and, and said just the nicest things. I'm super excited for him. But I wanted to ask you this question because you know we've so we've also seen uh, within the Bachelor franchise. Uh, Demi, who uh, is bisexual, and she was dating a guy and a girl on Bachelor in Paradise. So I wanted to ask you what it means to be uh, a gay man who is going on national television to date other men, because, you know, it's yeah. very, it's, it's much more acceptable today than it was many years ago, but still, it's it's a little groundbreaking.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked it took this long, so mm-hmm. I, it's still like, again, I've, I've kind of lived like in New York City, which is a bubble in itself, so I get it, it's not like the rest of America. But still, I mean, like, I, I feel like I live a, a pretty normal life, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I'm treated differently than anyone else. And so for, for me to have that be represented in media as well, like I'm not different really than anyone else. Like I have a, 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 a longing for love and I want to spend, um, spend the holidays with someone. And I think, you know, the fact that we can finally capture that, you know, love goes beyond a person's uh sexual orientation i, I think it's awesome um yep. and I, i'm excited that dating shows are like actually moving into this direction because that's real life representation mm-hmm. i do before. i do want to point, point out there politics, but
0: i do want to point out there was a show a while back called a shot at love with tila tequila i don't know oh, if you guys yeah. ever watched that one mm-hmm. but garrett just promised me you do not have a downward <laughs> spiral like she did because what happened? It, well she's just uh yeah, t- she's, tequila she's, you know She's got a little cuckoo. Uh, I don't foresee that oh, happening no. with you. I don't see. I don't obviously foresee that ever happening with you. No, but um, good
2: things for you, Gary. But you, you
0: definitely. <laughs> I mean, you definitely are a pioneer. There's no question. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it seems like it's been a long time coming, and obviously it's good to start to see these these things happen. Uh, very very much so. A long time coming. But I mean, um, I
3: think as a gay man, you all, you kind of you go through like a, a weird journey. You know, you have to come out. You know, you have to like start dating, and you're like dating ten years later than what you would have started dating if what? you were like straight and, and dating in high school you know
0: mm-hmm. so- and, and on that note I guess, I guess i have a question for you too because according to what i see here you came out just five years ago when you were 24 mm-hmm. so yeah. that's uh, uh, you know I'm, i i i guess every every journey is different for every person but uh five years after coming out for the first time now to be on like you said a major network pursuing love and finding a relationship that's i mean that's huge and it, it, you're definitely a pioneer it just it seems like uh, a lot, <laughs> you know, just, I don't know.
3: You no, know, it's definitely a lot. Uh, and and I, I love that my family has been able to keep up with me too, <laughs> because it's like, here's one bomb, boom, here's another bomb. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like super busy um, the last couple of years and I wasn't able to go home for the holidays just because I was like kind of low on the totem pole at my, my company. So I was like working the holidays and stuff. Um, and so like my first time back home, was with like a whole production crew. And I'm like, surprised, like here are all these gay men. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely was on this like fast track uh, to becoming like uh, a, I don't know, a gay man that has, that shares his like public life. Um, but I think too, like I learned some uh, really amazing lessons still learning them as I'm going along. And I think the thing is, is <clears throat> I, one thing about me is, is I'm quick to own up to my mistakes. Because like that's how we learn, and I think too, being a pioneer, like it's kind of a lonely road in a way. You don't know like really necessarily how to to navigate it, and um, I'm I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying my best. But ultimately, I'm just trying to stay teachable along the way.
2: Hey, doing trying your best is all any of us can do, my friend. Uh, so I'm gonna say a spoiler alert for here. Anybody who uh, wants to watch the eight episodes on HBO Max, Twelve Dates of Christmas uh and doesn't want to be spoiled anything turn it off right now but garrett you left the show single
3: i did yes so
2: what's going on with you now are you dating what What has happened post-show uh, do you suck at dating <laughs> <laughs> i
3: may suck at dating <laughs> um okay so like it, it's just so weird i, I mean i didn't I, okay I went and I didn't know what to expect as far as like if I was going to meet someone Mm. I was hoping of course I would fall in love and then I go back um to the states and the world's like ending and um I'm in my Brooklyn apartment and I'm like looking out over like the view of Manhattan and I'm like like what am I supposed to do like am I just gonna like be up in my apartment all alone like while like everything's happening here and I just got heat from my, my family and everyone on national television for not really being home for for so long. So I went home to be with my family in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. there's not many options for uh, gay dating in Louisiana in that part, uh, Lake Charles, where I, I'm from.
2: Well, I'd say certainly not as much in Louisiana as there is in New York City.
3: Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I spent that time with my family. Uh, so nice. I moved away right after high school. I was young. My little brother was mm-hmm. Uh, who's five, and so now he's 19, so I was able to like just spend that time with him, uh, with my sister, my nephews, my mom, my dad, so like that was super uh, important for me, and then I decided to um, kind of like pick up, uh, like I didn't, it's like a big question mark with New York, so I also knew that I wanted to put some roots in LA too, so I moved to LA and I, I started to kind of like put myself to be bi-coastal within real estate in both cities. So I've just been kind of like a bit all over the place. We were also filming more episodes of 12 Dates in LA over the summer, um, which you can see episode eight, sorry. Yeah, episode eight is, um, and we did some like studio shoots. Um, So yeah, so I have just been kind of a little bit like back between New York and LA and trying to figure out, and also I can't really like date anyone until this is like this shows out because until you can
2: get within six feet of someone it's difficult to date when you can't be within six feet
3: yeah so i'm like okay well i have to remind myself here it's not really your fault that you're still single like (laughs) um and and it's funny because now that like this shows out and and my friends who've known me for years are like seeing this thing that i went through um you know i'm definitely some guys that in the past have have May have wanted to try to go on a date with me. Now that they see that I'm single, uh, oh yeah, they're, they're definitely pursuing again. So this is interesting times. So.
0: <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely going to continue to happen that way too, it, yeah. for better or for worse, I guess. Um, but it's it's fun, it's exciting, and hopefully, as uh, things continue to roll out with COVID and things become, you know, more under control, you'll be able to at least uh, experience some of the pros and the benefits of, uh, you know putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and letting people see you in this new light, too. Which and I, I think heard HBO Max
2: just said that they were uh, doing a season two. So, Garrett, are we going to see you on season two? Is I it going to be like 13 dates of Christmas?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about season two. I did see that piece come out, um, and there was uh, something on my face that said to be continued about my journey on the last uh... episode um i don't i don't know what hbo has planned but I'm well hopefully
2: ready. you find love before that but if not i would love to see you uh back on 12 dates of, of christmas season two garrett thank you so thank much you, for garrett. joining us everybody out there make sure you guys go check out the eight episode streaming right now on hbo max 12 dates of christmas uh garrett of course everybody can go follow you on uh, instagram garrett uh mark can tell So make sure you guys check out what he's going on in there. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
3: It's a pleasure to meet you both.
0: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
2: At Walmart, there's a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
0: Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
0: Welcome back to Help, I Suck at Dating, and if you haven't already gone to check out 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max, I can't blame you, because listen, it's only been a couple minutes anyways, but be sure to check that out later. Anyways, Jared, we have a couple emailers uh, that I think we should get to hear. I wonder if Mark is listening in and is willing to give us a, a read-through of these emails. He is! He just unmuted himself. Things are looking up. We have an email from Rita. Uh, first of all, Mark, hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Here's what Rita
4: has to say. I'm a 23-year-old girl from south of Denver, Broncos fan, bachelor's degree in philosophy, and serial relationship sabotager. My friends kept a joke going for a while about me being the female Dean Unglert, which is how huh. I found your podcast. Nice. I'm in a weird relationship position where I think my partner might be the one, but it seems like the more serious we get, the more freaked out I get, and I keep doing stupid shit. I'm absolutely going to lose him if I don't grow up a little bit. But for some reason, I can't. I was wondering if you had any advice for the transition between flings to a serious relationship and how to practice being a good partner.
0: Ooh, good, good stuff. Jared, I feel like this is kind of right in your wheelhouse. What do you think?
2: She just said she's the female Dean Ungler. You should know this. Uh, I would say, honestly, though, um, I don't know. I mean, listen, we're all afraid of commitment. It's just kind of the way life is you know you never feel like you're ready the grass is always greener on the other side you're always fearful that you're making a mistake and that something better could be out there but at, at some point i think you just have to come to accept uh you know the uh, I, I don't want to say that like nothing better can come but like and i also don't want to make it sound like you're settling but like sometimes i think you just have to accept you know the the responsibility of, of making a decision and the consequences that come with that but also the wonderfulness that comes with that like for me personally all i could speak about is my own experience and with ashley for so long, I was confused and indecisive and and afraid of making a commitment. Because what if I was making a mistake? What if getting together would ruin our friendship? And you know, there's so many things that we we love about each other, but there's some other things that make me nervous about being in a relationship with Ashley. And then once I got past that fear, because I, you know, saw a, a possible life without her, and I made me like take action. It was the best decision I ever made. So sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to like take a leap of faith. And that would be my suggestion for you, Rita, because I think sometimes mm. you got to take a leap of faith. And I feel like if you keep being indecisive about this person, you might be really uh, kicking yourself down the road if you end up losing them um, due to your indecisiveness.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that stuff. I think that the, the slight irony here is that she's a philosophy major, uh, and now she's worried about uh, whether her partner is or is not the one. And I think that maybe some of that stems from like the constant consideration of like our, our our impermanence or whatever, you know, it's like, well, she want to, wants to make sure she finds the one that she's meant to be with, like her soulmate, for lack of a better phrase, uh, because she realizes, you know, she's only got so much time on this world and she wants to make sure she does it right the first time. I think that's very natural and a very human thing. And I think we all kind of experience that. Uh, I think that we kind of get, uh, Jared, I think we've maybe talked about this on the podcast before. We kind of have like a bad, role model for relationships ingrained in our brains ever since we're young kids like all these freaking romance movies about how there's love at first sight and no matter what they do the universe always brings them back to each other and then we start to think that like that's you know. how love should be and that we have to find our soulmate that way and like there's these these criteria as to what your life partner is supposed to be but i and I, we only exap-
2: older, and we only exacerbated the problem by being on bachelor we're a part of the problem <laughs>
0: We are a part of the problem, but I, I think as I've gotten older, I, I tend, or I've started to realize that that's not necessarily the case, and Rita Rita's only 23, so, yeah, you know, she's so She's, so young, she's obviously pretty young. She just graduated college, it sounds like. And, like, don't um, worry
2: about marriage right now as well, like, I mean, unless he's, you know, about to propose tomorrow, like, you got plenty of time, you're 23, you're super young, I don't know how old old, old he is, um, but just take it one day at a time, enjoy your life. Mike Dean
0: said, "It definitely, it definitely is a one day at a time thing. I think uh, you need to not put the pressure on yourself of him being or not being the one, because at the end of the day, all that's going to do is, like you said, self sabotage the relationship. Stop thinking about it that way." Uh, and just start, like Jared said, take it day by day, one day at a time. You're a philosophy major. You're supposed to be good at that kind of stuff, you know? Um, Mark, Mark, what kind of advice do you have for Rita? I think you've got, you've got something insightful here.
4: Similar, but I do, I do um, sympathize with her, empathize with her that it's hard to grow up instantly. You know, she's doing all these things that she knows are stupid. She knows maybe sabotaging the relationship because she's 23 and she wants mm-hmm. to grow up. And so I feel like wanting to grow up is the first step to actually growing up. But the phrase I was going to say, you guys beat me to it. It's one day at a time. I think that's all you can do is just live in the moment and enjoy him each day. And if it was a good day and you didn't sabotage the relationship, well then good for you. And let's work on tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Here's a question. Do you think Rita should talk to
4: her uh, significant other about her concerns? I think that'd be great. I think I think being as open and honest as possible and say, "Look, I do stupid stuff sometimes. I'm trying. I really want to be what you want me to be." I think he'd be very open to that.
0: I I agree in the sense and for the simple fact that it's it's one thing to not say anything and do something stupid. But another thing to say, hey, I might do something stupid and then do something stupid, because then when you do that stupid thing, that other person is going to be like, oh, this is exactly what she was telling me that she's going to do. It doesn't necessarily reflect anything about me personally. Uh, it's just that she's like getting fearful of a long term relationship talk through it at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can kind of like laugh about it at that point. You could be like, ha, you said you were going to do this and now you're doing it like this is stupid. Let's just carry on and continue to do what we've been doing. So I definitely think that they should have a conversation too. uh, as tricky as it might be. And especially like at that age, you know, obviously everyone is different, yeah. but when I was 23, I was always fearful of having that conversation. Hopefully Rita is a little bit more advanced than I was at that age, but, um, yeah, communication and, and take it day by day and I'm sure it'll work itself out. And if it doesn't work itself out, uh, don't you go know. through life, don't, don't go through life thinking about how you might've missed out on the perfect person because, uh, I think that is not the way to do it. There's the going to be more person people does out not there.
2: Exist,
0: Dean. Right. No. Well, the perfect person does exist. It's you yourself. At you're right the perfect now. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there me. he is. No. But presume. Rita, I guess my point is, is Rita is the perfect person, and she just has, has to make herself happy, and then everything else will fall in line from there. Uh, that seems to be enough of an answer for that one. Mark, do you wanna get into the next one? Yeah, I'm a little confused by this one. And also we
4: missed our window on this one. So sorry, Lauren, we're a little late. I've been seeing a guy for four months now. We met and started talking during quarantine. We've spent a lot of time together since then. I'm 26, he just turned 31. So we're both looking for a lifetime partner. At least I think he is and I hope he is. He works from home and has spent a lot of time with his family who live about six hours away from us. He's planning on being there for a few weeks around the holidays, and I'm not sure how to approach a relationship before he leaves. What's a guy's opinion? Is it too soon for that conversation?
0: So she is wondering whether or not she. Needs I think she wants to define the relationship
4: before he goes home for the holidays. Yes. Yeah. She
0: wants the DTR. Yeah.
2: DTR. Nice dating term, Dean.
0: Thank you, thank you. I've been brushing up and trying to prepare myself for anything that you could throw at me. Uh, she wants to DTR before the holidays. I, uh, you know, that's a. I don't think she necessarily has to. I don't think that you should ever uh, maybe wait. But in this case, it's like he's going home to the ho- for the holidays to see his family. Um, I guess the question is: like,
2: Is she going to go down to visit him?
0: Well, it sounds like she's not going to. So, well, so I guess my really- point that solid of a foundation uh would you have brought a girl to see your family after four months four months? i don't know
2: four months is quite a long time if he's leaving for a few weeks that means he's going to be gone for about a no. month
0: i think that you're looking at this through the lens of a normal year and it, mid-pandemic i don't think it's very strange at all for them not to be spending the holidays together mm. for only dating for mm-hmm. four months that's mm-hmm. fair like it, it's even um you know, we're Caitlin and I have been dating for over a year and a half and I'm like, OK, well, I, th- I think we should go see my siblings for Christmas this year. Like even like we're pretty hesitant on that. So the fact that they're you know only four months into a relationship, I don't think matters too much. Um, I think you can kind of it's kind of you have the luxury of like sitting back and seeing how it plays out over the next, you know, three to four weeks. And hopefully you guys talk every day and you you get exactly what you need to out of it and you can kind of carry on the relationship once he gets back. But like, let's say, you know, a week or two goes by, he's at home celebrating Christmas with his family, and you don't hear from him, then it's kind of like, in a weird way, you're getting the answer that you didn't have to ask for, because he's giving it to you, right. you know?
4: Right. And that's my gut, too, is to kind of see how this plays out. I mean, I want everyone to be proactive and everything, but let's just kind of see how it goes. Let's be texting, let's be in touch, and let's be in contact, and, and see how responsive he is and go from there for 21.
0: Jared, what do you think?
2: I'm torn. I agree with both of you, but what if my only nerve, my only hesitation would be if Lauren lets it play out, and then she waits for him to see how much he'll communicate with her. I guess my only hesitation would be what if he's doing the exact same thing? What if he's waiting for her to see if she makes the initial move? I know like old school, the guys are the one who are supposed to text and call and reach out, but like it's 2020. Not all guys do that anymore. So, I don't know.
4: I don't know.
0: We'll text well, him. That, was very, just see how that he, was very helpful. You're welcome Gosh. to
4: text him. You can certainly initiate. And let's just see how he responds. But, like, my gut
2: agrees with you guys. But my head is like, well, what if What if he's waiting for the same thing from her?
0: I don't know. Well, Here's the thing is if she has to try and force something over these holiday weeks, if she's the one that's constantly having to text, having to call, having to check for updates, then it's probably not a good sign, right? But like if it just continues to carry on and be like a natural flowing dynamic, then that's obviously a good thing. The point is it's like I don't think you have to really define anything at the moment because – like I said, you kind of just get to sit back, relax, and see what – maybe not relax, but you get to sit back and see what happens, you know?
2: Yeah, so, I agree with you guys. Advice. Don't define anything right now. Let it play out and because then you'll get your answer over the next month. But before he leaves, or if he already did leave, I'm sorry, but just, like, make sure he knows that, like, hey, I miss you. I really like you. I, re- I like where this is headed. Let's keep talking. So that, like, you know, it's easygoing so it doesn't scare him away, but also lets him know, hey, I want to continue what this is
4: well we need a follow up email because really by the time this episode uh, hits wherever you listen to podcasts this will have already worked itself out so yeah so lauren
0: it, if you're listening which we hope you are please give us an update you can email us i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com uh you know that obviously cuz you already emailed us but for the other listeners out there that might have some questions or concerns about their dating or romance uh, I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Please, please email us. We want to hear it from everyone. Um, Jared, you have a dating term for us this I week. I
2: do. A 2020 dating term. This one uh, is pretty obvious in my estimation. But, you know, there's only so many dating terms out there. So hopefully 2021 brings us more because I'm running out of them. But here we go. A 2020 dating term today. The last one of 2020. Is it? Holy crap. It yeah. is. Holy moly. Wow, this year flew by. All right, so the last <laughs> dating term of 2020. God, let's get this year over with. Bird boxing. What could bird boxing mean in the realm of dating?
0: Uh, I'm going to pass on this one because I never saw the movie.
2: Oh, no. Well, that makes it even that makes it so much
4: better. Now you can't pass.
0: Mark, will you go first? Or Easton or Becky? Well, anyone look,
4: else? Bird box was a movie where you couldn't look at anything. You couldn't make eye contact with anything. You had to blindfold yourself because if you saw the creatures, you would lose your mind. So I think it's someone who denies reality, who refuses to see the problems in a relationship, even when they're right in front of their face, they are living with blinders
0: on. Becky. Okay.
5: Yeah, I completely agree where it's just like, you're not even seeing the red flags or you're like making excuses. And it's just like their perfection. It's like, can't can't un- un- unsee all the potential
2: i feel like bird boxing is like every girl at a bar the poor things <laughs> like they're like i can't make eye contact with any of these creepy guys because if i do they're just gonna it's like if i mm. open my eyes the creatures are gonna prey upon me that's
5: good that's a good one yeah tunnel vision yeah i mean that that's what I, that's what i was gonna say
2: like uh if you if you look upon you're the type of person where if someone looks upon you they just lose their minds they 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 <laughs> they lose their grip on reality. I live down the street from the house from Bird Box. So uh, Bird Box is a big, big movie in our town oh, still. Wow. Oh, talk of the talk of the neighborhood. That's right. Congratulations. We're, everyone still goes up there and takes pictures of the blindfolds on. It, years later, it's been a lot of fun. Why have I not That's seen funny. you with a picture of, of a blindfold on in front of this house? Uh,
5: I have a picture. I'll send it to you.
2: Oh, did you post it on the gram
0: and I just missed out on it?
5: Yeah. Some friend you are.
0: Oh, wow. I'm an asshole. (laughs) Some friend you are, Jared. Uh, I'm going to take a shot and say bird boxing is actually more similar to catfishing someone. Uh, You are hiding your true physical appearance uh, while dating virtually, and uh, that's what bird boxing Mm, is. Jared?
2: I love the guess. I love you taking outside the box. No uh, pun intended. But unfortunately, Dean... Everybody else is right, of course. Bird Boxing, made famous by the Netflix Sandra Bullock, starring recent post-apocalyptic thriller... Bird boxing is officially defined by Tinder as, quote, being blind to just how bad your partner, the person you're seeing, really is. When you are in Mm. denial that your partner is a dingbat, you get the honor of calling yourself (laughs) bird boxed. The last dating term of 2020 here on Help I Suck at Dating, bird boxing. Very nicely done, everybody. Thank you for your effort all year. A round of applause to all you for putting in the effort. All I had to do was look it up. You guys are the one who had to actually take a guess.
0: Poor Kaylin. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this and start thinking that she's bird boxing <laughs> herself. <laughs> but you never know. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's and this year's final episode of Help. I Suck at Dating.
2: We made it through another year. Holy crap.
0: I got to say, I think this year we've all become slightly better daters. Uh, it's been a grind, it's been a struggle, but I, I can confidently say that I can look back, that Jared can look back, and hopefully you as a listener can look back to where we were this time last year and say that now we are slightly better at dating, right? Well, uh, I mean, for instance—
2: I, I'd like to think so. I mean, we're both married. So if we're not better at dating, we're really doing something wrong.
0: We got freaking Becky a boyfriend. Mark and Eason haven't filed for divorce yet. So I, like I said, things I
1: we're are only 100. getting
0: better— we're, well, a 1,000. Betting a, a-, a, <laughs> a hundred is pretty bad. You should know that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. I, I honestly don't know what to say. You know, it's the, the end of a year. I hope everyone has a great New Year's and is, is safe. You know uh, what's
2: crazy, Dean? You know the last time I saw you in person was back in early March. Like March, whenever we recorded at uh, – we had um, – she was from the Netflix show. The huge Love is Blind,
0: I think. The one that gave me a lot of crap.
2: Yes. Well, she was the therapist who gave you so much crap. But, yeah, dude, that was back in March. So I'm not going to see you for a full year because I'm probably not going to see you before March. Who the hell knows? Hopefully, here's my 2021 resolution that we get back into the Help I Suck at Dating studio at iHeartRadio and record an episode in person in studio. That's my 2021 resolution.
0: That's great. I, I would actually really appreciate if you would come up with another pers- more personal New Year's resolution for yourself Maybe your family. And we can talk about that next week on Help I Suck at Dating because that will be the first episode of 2021. I'll come with a resolution for myself. Hopefully, Becky, you Mark, everyone else can come with one as well. Maybe the emailers, some of the listeners can email us and say, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com and tell us what their resolutions for dating might be. Um, Because listen, we all suck. We could all suck a little bit less. Hopefully, you guys tune in next year. So we can all make that happen. Follow,
4: help by socket dating on iHeartRadio Radio or
0: wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock
1: on Thursday, February 29th, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations: Flatiron Plaza in New York City. In Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles.
2: With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to
0: try, like, and share black Lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black Lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Just You don't want to miss it. When you drive
5: a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do